Back when I was at Epiphany and in Coon Rapids, every year right around this time in May, we did an event called uh, Spring Fest. It was a great festival on a Friday night, a Saturday, and a Sunday. However, every time that I was there, I think I brought bad luck because there was always huge storms that I came through. Uh, one year, actually, when I was there, uh, there was a tornado warning, just like we had uh, this past week as well. So they weren't too sad to see me leave Epiphany because once I left, the weather got a lot better uh, for, for Spring Fest. But I remember one year uh, during Spring Fest, it was at the same time uh, that a prophecy was about to you know, supposedly be fulfilled. There's a prophecy out of, I believe, Mexico from the 1500s, and that prophecy was that the end of the world was going to happen that Saturday night. So you can imagine, by the way, Saturday night, tornado warnings happening, and 7th and 8th grade kids freaking out and saying, Father, is this the end of the world? Obviously it wasn't because we're here right now, right? Uh, but I, I remember uh, when, they, when they asked this question, I would, I would say, you know, I, I, if it is the end of the world, which it wasn't, and I said it probably is not going to be, are you afraid for it? Or are you looking forward to the end of the world? And they'd sit there for a little bit, and they go, well, Father, I'm a little afraid. Okay, that's a natural reaction. And then I was hoping they'd say, can I go to confession? But they never quite said that, uh, right? But uh, it'd be a good thing to do, right? Uh, but it's a great question for us to have. Are we afraid of the end of the world or not? You know, our second reading speaks of this today. Revelation. If you know, Revelation can be very hard to understand. There's different interpretations. But here, this revelation from chapter 21, it's, it's pretty self-evident of what, what the Lord is trying to reveal through, through John's vision. And it's trying to give us that answer. Should we be afraid of the end times, eschatology? Or should we be looking forward to it? In a proper way, by the way. Well, we know the answer is we should be looking forward to it in a proper way. And why? Well, what does John reveal? Then I, John, saw a new heaven and a new earth. The former heaven and the former earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. I also saw the holy city, a new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Even there, hopefully we can see that image. We know who's, who the bride is. We know who the husband is. We are the bride. Jesus is the bridegroom. Jesus is the husband. And he wants to unite himself to us. I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, God's dwelling is with the human race. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people. And God himself will always be with them as their God. Doesn't that sound good? Doesn't that sound a lot different than how Hollywood portrays the end of the world? Right? God will take care of us. God loves us. He is our good shepherd. And what does this new kingdom look like? What is it? He will dwell with them, and we, they will be his people, 
and God himself will always be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there shall be no more death or mourning, wailing or pain, for the old order has passed away. God truly cares for his people. He created us out of love, and he's not going to abandon us. He loves us so much that he gave us his only begotten son, who does what? Who makes all things new, as we hear about in the book of Revelation as well. Setting up this this new covenant, setting up this, this new kingdom, this world will come to an end. But should we be afraid of it? Not if we trust God. If we trust God, we know that he'll take care of everything. It reminds me back when I was a junior in high school, and many of you were around at that time as well, Y2K. Remember the hysteria on Y2K? All those bunkers set up, the survivor bunkers, right? Those non-perishable food items, which would probably perish by now, by the way. And it's that hysteria that took over part of, you know, certain people. They, 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 they seriously set up bunkers for food for two to three years. Was that trusting in the Lord? Hmm. Isn't God going to take care of us? You know, we hear in the gospel as well, the parable, the parable of the man who has this rich harvest. And what does he do with that rich harvest? Does he give it to other people to, 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 to share? No. He sets up another silo so his riches can continue. And what does the Lord do? Takes him away that night. Hmm. What does Jesus say? Build up eternal treasure, not worldly treasure. We need to put our trust in God that he will take care of us. He'll take care of us. Why? Because we are his people. We're not God, praise God, right? We're not. He is, and he is the good shepherd who will always be there for us. So let's not give in to worldly anxieties. They're not from God. They're from the world. And they can even be from the evil one himself. Why? Because it's a lack of trust in God. God will take care of us. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. I love the next part of the line. For sufficient today is its own evil. Right? Which is true. But the Lord is saying, do not worry about tomorrow. Put your trust in me. I am your good shepherd. You are my people whom I will always be with because I love you, because I care for you, and I will always desire to dwell with you. Do not worry about tomorrow. Put your trust in me, and I will take care of you.